Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lions Den with Seth. This is your boy, Seth. Hopefully, you're having a great time and a great weekend. So before we go into the show, I want y'all to take, uh, what is it, about 31 seconds to make sure you hit the share button because this is going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about running for change, okay? Running for change with our boy, Mr. Chris Jones. Y'all, it's going to be a great show. Don't go nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's going on, ma'am? Hey, hey. Hey, Miss Sarah, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? Make sure y'all hit that share button. Let us know that you hear the share button, all right, that you hit that. Yo, Big Nate, what's going on, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just uh, day by day, minute by minute, man. Good to see you, brothers. Always, always. How's your weekend going? It was good. It was good. So, no complaints. That's good. So, look, what what you think about that 90s uh, party, bro? Bang. No, all the ego came out. Hey, I heard. I heard, man. No, no, no. It was good. It was good, man. I really it enjoyed it. You always put on a great show, man. So uh, it's always live. So I appreciate you. No, nah, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all coming on out, man. It was all love. Hey, Larry, Larry, what's popping, man? Hey, what's good, man? Just putting the finest, final touches on our uh, family reunion next week, man. So next okay. Saturday, is, we're having a family reunion over in, in St. Louis. So they kind of okay. passing the torch to the younger generation, which is our generation. And yeah. stuff up. So, yeah, man, it's, it's good, man. I got some ideas for next year and how to kind of move. And mm-hmm. kind of, I want to pay homage to some of our um, elders in the family. Like, I want to start paying homage to them while they're here before they pass away. So those are just some ideas that I'm going to start throwing out. Hey, real quick, Larry, you got yeah. you from St. Louis though, right? I am, man. Don't start. Don't no, start. I was gonna say, did you got the address? Cause I just want to make sure you get there on time, man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yo, start. Hey, y'all look, check this out. What, what that is, okay? Somehow, for some way, Larry has been born and raised in St. Louis, and we're not too far from it, but somehow he always tend to get lost. <laughs> Ten years, man. A lot of changes in 10 years, bro. Why you don't need GPS around the corner from your mama? Her. Hey, man. man? Hey, man. Tell me something good, first of all. I am. But first, I got to give Larry some respect right quick because he he said he just wanted to show respect to the elders, right? He didn't say, I'm ready to give them some flowers. I'm tired of that phrase. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of I got to give these flowers. Don't give me no flowers, man. Give me a shot of Jack or something. Don't give me no flowers, you know what I mean? So, speaking of that, is that what it took uh, for you to get up uh, and do your solo? You know what's funny is I asked my wife before church, I said, you think it'd be crazy if I took a shot before church today? Jesus, I, I, I don't do it. But I didn't do that, though. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't take no shot. You know what I mean? But let me clear things up. I didn't do a solo. I just got up and did a little riff. That's all it was, man. <sighs> Had a good time, okay. man. So listen, before anybody, first of all, shout out to everybody that's watching right now. What we don't need, come on, what the hell, him to do it or anything. We don't need listen, that now. Check it out. It. He tried, and something happened with the internet. It kind of clicked out. You dig? So <laughs> I want to have to go through that no more. Let me tell you right? something, man. I can't help that I'm I'm highly requested. You know what I'm saying on that mic. I think you can. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think you can. <laughs> but uh, anyway, y'all, look, make sure y'all let us know that you hit the share button, okay? Let us know that you hit, put hashtag share. All right, we appreciate y'all, dog. This is the Lions Den. Her, man, go ahead and introduce this, uh, our, our outstanding guest. Hey, today. so on the Lions Den, man, um, just in case y'all didn't know, we'd like, we like to focus on professionalism, leadership, and growth for the call to action. And what better way for it to be a call to action to actually run for political office yourself in your community? If you want to affect change, why don't you be part of that reason? So for that, you know what I'm saying? We got my guy, 
Chris Jones in his AKA colors, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Representing, you know what I'm saying, for Clarksville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mr. Chris. Now, you know he's doing this, right? You knew I was coming. <laughs> so how you doing today, brother? How you yeah, doing? man, living the dream, not pushing the snooze button, man. It's, no doubt. That's what it is. That's what it is, man. But look, thank you. Thank you, man. Look, so welcome to the den. All right. So this is where men, women, and everyone come to commune, have a good time, okay. talk about all things positive. And but not necessarily though, because there's a other side of the positiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Because we nice. go through all things, all trials, tribulations, ebbs and flows. So first, just introduce yourself, man. Let everybody know who you are and your why. Yo, I'm Chris Jones, uh, import to Clarksville. Um, originally from Detroit, but I've been spent majority of my life in Clarksville. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait, where you think you from? Detroit, import. What up, bro? You know what? See her. What you failed? I never. I wouldn't even ask him if I know. If I know he was from the tribe, I wouldn't even ask him to be on the that, show, dog. Hey, 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 next to nine, Joy Row, man. Next to nine, Joy Row. What? Yo, between seven and eight. All right, look, we go. We yeah. talk about that. We talk about But yeah, that's what I said. From Detroit, but Clarksville raised me, though. I, I have to get that prop to them. They raised me. Um, I joined the military. Uh, was in there fifteen years. Did the early retirement and then uh, lobby, lobby for a few years, worked for a president for a few years, then uh, decided to come back home and make a difference. Take all I learned and apply it to the local government. So now I'm throwing my hat in. To- Hold on. You say you work for a president. What president you work for? It's not just a president. Yeah, you oh, oh, said I work for a president like it was nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Worked, uh, I so craft party. goods, craft food goods. Who you, what president you work for? I worked at the pleasure of the 44th president, President Barack Obama, for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great time, man. It wasn't like I see him pass by and it's like, hey, hey, sir. No, okay. <laughs> worked hand in hand. Um, I did all the social media through a fellowship program they have. Met is the Presidential Management Fellows Program for U.S. students that are in school and want to want to get into politics. They put in your application and. They picked me. I was like, oh, for real? Oh, okay. Let's do this. Nice. So. Nice. Okay. Well, look, that's what it do. Hey, well, look, Big Larry, you ready, man? See yourself, man. Absolutely. I'm ready. All right. So, Chris, what I want to talk about is just, you already kind of talked about, I don't know if you hit your why yet. You didn't tell us why. What, what got you into politics? So, what got you on this path where you're now being nominated to run for uh, an, a, a, a position in Clarksville? What, what's behind that? I a lot of times coming from the community I came from, it's like, well, they go do what they want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And doing further digging, I was like, they doing what they want to do because someone from the community not representing or going in mm-hmm. or finding out why. Like in doing the numbers, it, it was it was heartbreaking. I was like, they got to get somebody have to be in there that they know from the community that do it. A lot of times it's like, OK, this is who on the ballot. I guess I vote, but uh, it, it was the change that like, hey, somebody, you know, flaws and all can get into office and do what needs to be done, but actually understand it. I, I don't think a lot of people understand city government, what they do, what perspective they come. So like I knew this a whole year out that I would. Well, actually, like two years out. And that's why I got my degree and what I got in. I got it in. Uh, in social justice and sociology. But a concentration in social justice from D Fisk University. Um, and so I need to understand the perspectives, the whys of why people do things, what's the trends, and especially for the unique setup of the neighborhood I live in. So it's two housing projects on poverty stricken houses, but then it's also a fluent area in there as well. So someone that could connect all the pieces where they'd be like, hey, where they don't know what we're doing over here. And from the other point where, hey, if you pull up your bootstraps, I feel like I'm that piece in the middle where I pulled up my bootstraps and I know what it is to do without too. So mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. All right, y'all take it off, fellas. 
Hey, so check this out. So you mentioned that you went to Fisk University, so I want to go right in there, right to the beginning. Is is going to is picking a HBCU uh, part of the reason why you felt like going into politics was for you? Did you feel like going to a HBCU helped you in that? Oh, oh yeah, they definitely, definitely, definitely prep you to face anything in the world going to HBCU. Um, but I kind of went to it reverse. So I went to an HBCU after being in the military. Mm-hmm. So I, you come in with one perspective of like, hey, everybody bleeds green yeah. until you take off the uniform. It's a whole smack in the face. <laughs> Man. So when you take off the uniform and you get, and I was, and I was enlisted, I was an officer. So like, it was a certain level of respect that was, uh, for lack of a better word, that was expected because. I wore these two bars on my hat and chest. So when I took the uniform off and was like, wow, I had, I would say it, I lost a lot of that black experience that I grew up with. And I was like, oh man, I got to get back to it. So Fisk was the obvious choice to like, hey, if you want to go for academia, if you want to go have a good time, go to Tennessee State. But if you really want to do <laughs> academia, get into it. With like John R. Lewis went to Fisk University, like, if you want to talk about politics and civil rights, mm-hmm. we went to Fisk, sit-ins, everything. He, it, in fact, it's a social justice center that Fisk is uh, raising money for. That's mm. named after John R. Lewis. Mm. And so it's the natural pick, but it it prepared me with the type of leaders, like they had judges, um, mm-hmm. local, we really made me join. One of the local politicians was my professor. Okay. Mm. I was like, wow, like she's in from Clarksville and teaching. Well, is yeah, she's from Clarksville and she's teaching at this course about government issues and types of leadership. And I'm like, oh man, okay, it's attainable. Cause I see it in my face. Representation matters. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So, beautiful. That was all physical. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Nate. No, um, great feedback and uh you know, I'm a huge Tennessee fan, grew up in Chattanooga. So, okay. um, you know, it's, it's definitely a Tennessee thing. And I got a quick question for you. Uh, if you have a motto, share that with us. And secondly, um, what tools did you take while serving in the fellowship program that you, or the fellows program that you would like to implore um, during your during your movement now? Um, my motto is Johnson for greatness. Mm. Uh, and that comes from... Uh, I lived in Lincoln Home Projects, which is like, which is ironically next to a four-year institution. Next to Austin P. Next to Austin P. So I I would go over there all the time. I was one of those guys where, oh, I would go to Austin P. And if they was having any program for the students, I would be over there watching. So that's where I, that's where I learned about Kappa Alpha Psi. That's where I learned about all different fraternities and sororities. That's where I, where they learning that, hey, you, the freedom of expression, they was giving poetry slams and all that. And that was just, hey, being a nosy kid from the Bristol saying, oh, man, this is what's going on over there. And then having mentors that were over there that were just saying, hey, this is a kid that actually want to learn something. Uh, Dr. A.J. Stovall, I'll never forget, he was the director of the in American Culture Center in Austin. He took me in, gave me books to read, um, gave me uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X, and the souls of black folks and wanted me to tell them about it after I read it. I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is different. Okay. If you really want to be something in life, this education is going to get you there. It's either one or two things, education or the army. And I never knock a hustle because that was going on there. Never knock a hustle, but I knew I, it wasn't for me. I wasn't built for that, <laughs> but never a knock it. Cause um, sometimes in being in that environment, it's survival mode. Right, hey, I got right. to do what I got to do to survive. Wow, but I just knew that wasn't the route for me. So I used the tool I used was the military. Um, Yo, yeah. Well, look, shout out with that, man. So, and first of all, want to let everybody know we appreciate y'all being on. Make sure you put down these questions, right, so we can pop them up live, and so we can just throw them at Chris because he's going to need this. You dig what I'm saying? These right. type of uh, these type of uh, questions about why he's running and everything, and what his mission is, and what's his intentions. So that's what I'm going to give you right now. All right, 
let's say I'm one of your constituents, okay, that's living in that, that neighborhood, older gentleman, right, 20 years older than you, but, and, and I have a history of the, you know, the surrounding area. How, well, what would you tell me to garner my vote? Um, first, if it's older, sir, I would approach it to with study to show thyself approved. I've studied this area. And I was having a conversation the other night. Um, I smoke cigars. Right. Um, I, w- I would be lying if I tell you I was trying to quit. But I was having mm-hmm. this cigar about the history of the, of the area. And with um, seasoned constituents, they want to know that you know the history so you ain't forget where you came from. And I was telling this guy, like, hey, in War 6, there hasn't been a high school there since 1968. Like, the only high school in that area, you got to pay $10,000 A middle school hasn't been a middle school there since the 90s so it's like knowing about the neighborhood knowing that they have to bus kids out to these other other wards because it's not a school in that area um and that's um to answer next question that's one of the things i get from the fellowship is that hey bringing a community together and it's not just on me if i win this thing it's gonna be a we because I need to know whoever opinions it is to get things done. Because, uh, yeah, I have my perspective. But if I'm not listening to y'all and y'all not telling me what you want or you're not getting what you want or if it's falling on deaf ears, I understand what the gripe may be. But I'm tell- I would tell them, hey, what are your concerns? What do-, what do you want me to bring to the table? Because essentially it's all about having a seat at the table. And one that mm-hmm. can articulate and bring your voice to the masses. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and even with that being said, have you ever um, approached a, a question with the another question? Hey, what have you done so I can help further you along? You get what I mean? And and don't get me wrong. Some people might take that as being a little bit too assertive and not to. Uh, political enough however individuals want to size you up right but then how do you know how to meet them if you don't know where they've been because some people just want to walk around talking but keep their hands in the the first question and and it's in the numbers Mm -hmm. it's in montgomery county it's well not montgomery county excuse me in ward six Mm -hmm. is four thousand eight hundred and ninety three registered to vote What I want to know is, are you part of the 1,493 that voted? Mm, see, mm-hmm. there you go. Hey, if you're not, and that's, and that's part of the conversation, like that's going to be my push. Yeah, I, got, I want to talk about affordable housing and revitalizing our neighborhood. But to get there, yo, I got to know that you're voting. Like if you see the structure of the map, right? Structure of War 6 map, and that's what makes War 6 unique. Before they, uh, before the census of the, the last uh, U.S. census, this war had three housing projects in it. It had Greenwood, it had uh, Lincoln Homes, and it had Summer Heights, which, sorry, was notoriously known for not voting, which this election, it gained another section that has a populace that has a huge voting base, which can swing. It affected like two or three different wards, the the way they restructured their map. So if you really, this election really counts because the maps be reconstructed. So if you can't, if you don't get out there and vote and you have complaints about your neighborhood, whether it's people flying down your street or people buying, blasting their music or it's the city not cutting the trees down by your house or any of that. You have to have you one. You have to vote to have that represent representative mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, this is about to be the highlight of Clarksville War Six. War Six is the most popping area in Clarksville. They're building a convention center down there. They're building new shops downtown. All that's in War Six. Part of mm. Riverside Drive. All of that is War Six. Mm. So." So, Chigga, real quick, because I was I was in that cigar bar when uh, Chris had this conversation with the guy. You know what I mean? And the question he asked you, I'm going to rehash that question that he asked you. Right. And the answer that you gave, he said, 
What did, and I, I felt like he was trying to school you, but he wasn't really ready to school you. Right. <laughs> he asked you, what was your priority at being a politician, right? And I felt like the answer that he wanted was an answer that every politician gives. But once they find, once they get in that position, they realize, you know what I'm saying, what their limitations are. And I felt like your answer was, let me find out what my limitations are first, but let's go over that. Uh, he asked you, what's your priorities? What, what should be your first concern as a yeah, politician? He said, what did he said, you answer? He said, what should be your first concern? I said, man, I got to check them books. I got to see what's earmarked for War 6, what projects being completed, what projects haven't been completed. Hey, any business that you're going on, let's just talk about it. City politics is a business. Any business that you go into, you got to read them books to see if you're in the red, what's in the green, what's losing money, what's gaining money. Is this really is this really affecting the whole community? And and then he hit me with the we the people. I said, but the part about the preamble is you got to go down some lines and it says ensure domestic tranquility. Bro, I read the Constitution, too. It says ensure domestic tranquility. To do that is doing what your constituent want, finding out what's the need. And now. That's affordable housing in the area. Outstanding. Outstanding. No. All right. Hey, so listening to you, I got you come from the projects. You got military experience. You have the HBCU experience. And also you have working at the White House or working for the president and then just life in general. So you to me. How I view you is you're pretty well balanced, right? As far as life experience goes. So my question to you, and it's kind of related to some of the other questions that's been around is how do you translate all of your life experience to reach those that only have limited experience? If, if that makes sense to you. So basically what I'm asking you is you can touch those that come from nothing to struggle. You can also reach out to some of those that are bit that's pretty affluent, you know, as far as, coming out of the White House in that area. And being an officer and on that side of the house, you understand what, what some of those folks kind of come through that don't experience the struggle. How do you balance that to reach everybody? Like, I mean, you just kind of like the belly button to reach out and kind of, you can relate to any class, I guess I want to say, you, 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 you can to kind of just get them to understand the importance of local, the city politics, right? And... To be honest, I, this is one that took for President Obama. And to meet all those, it's one common thing. It's respect. You have to respect no matter if they're on a low, if they you look at them as in the lowest level, if you look at them as they're on the highest echelon, it's, the common thing is respect and tact. I, hey, every time somebody, if they know me, they know I greet them with, hey, greetings and some humble salutations. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey. I speak to everybody on it don't matter who it is and if you meet somebody with positivity i've always been a positive guy me me and her was talking about this in the shop is like hey i was able to go on all sides of time because i was that fun guy no one wants to be mean to the fun guy i was the fun guy hey what's going on hey life of the party hey let's do something positive let's do something different i've all that's always been my attitude nice mm. right, nice all right go ahead brother yeah, so, uh, you know, as, as Larry talked about, you know, you definitely have a that diverse um, background and portfolio. I want to I want to take this another level. Huh? How has, you know, the regime of President Obama, Obama, excuse me, to the regime of Donald Trump, right, former saint, to now um, President Joe Biden, when you take a look at, you know, all the transformation that has occurred during that time frame. How hard has it been for you being a political spotlight, you know, running, you know, for a position, uh, uh, captured that degree. Uh, I know it's been no easy feat, but uh, how has that journey been for you? And how are you getting, you know, individuals to say, hey, I'm here, uh, you have my, I have your voice, and I'm ready to proceed forward. How difficult has that been for you? Man, it's, it's it's one of those things where you think you know how politics run and you really have no idea. It's like, it's a crazy one. It's uh, finding people that's like, okay, who's for me? And I, I broke it down on 
I talked to my brother who won an election in North Carolina to be a judge in North Carolina. So he was like my first go to of like, Kev, bruh, I need you. And he told me how he broke it down. It's like, hey, it's people who love you unconditionally. They go vote for you. They go ride or die for you. They're going to be there regardless. And then it's people, hey, you would know, you know from around the way. I may have knew it from when I went to Clarksville High. I may have knew it when I went to Northeast. Or they might have went to church with me. Or they might have went to church with my mama Gwen. Or they may know my family member down the street. So I had a list with that. Then I have people that's my social media friends. I've seen children grow up on social media who I don't even know. But I still be like, hey, congratulations. Reaching right. out to those people. Then I had some, if I, God bless, I win this thing. that just want to be attached for a winner. So I divided those up and went hey went into action hey this is what i'm trying to do hey this is hey, if you live in war six hey a friend tell a friend hey this is what i'm trying to do but i had to break it up into those categories to say hey this is who for me who's with me but sometimes when they ain't for you and y'all have a common goal that works in your interest too and that's that's what's happening to me to this in this election it's people mm. you have a common goal and they common goal is hey we go get you in we go get you in we go handle that and i'll be like mm. okay i didn't even know people was uh handling that for me. and it's one of those things that where um my granddad used to say is that hey be careful what's out there you don't know who's talking about you in rooms you're not in and that's been the story they be like hey chris i know you and i give them a little like oh okay i know you do but <laughs> They know my whole line, my bio and everything. And I was like, yo, I don't even have nothing like on my bio out there like that. But they know me and they take an invested interest. So I see their, hey, they want to see Clarksville not be ran mom and pop no more. Or they feel like I can do something either or it's I've got my guns I'm going to stick to. So. There you go. And I appreciate that, man. Well, look, shout out to everybody that's watching right now. Y'all, this, this is the Lions Den. And we're here with Mr. Chris Jones, y'all in the building. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Sorry, y'all. So sick. This is how we're about to go into our uh, couple of questions. Okay. And going to some questions, right? Little lightning round for you. You ready, brother? So shout out to my man's Jeff Williams. All right. Hey, hmm. solid dude. Real, 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 real solid dude. So he asked, how has the military influenced your leadership philosophy? And did it prepare you to look at diversity from a different perspective? Hmm. It did. It did. Uh, it's I, I I tell people all the time that basic training is like the show Real World that used to be on MTV. They take all these people for all aspects of life, put them in the room room and say, hey, get along. <laughs> and uh, for some of this and it, I've had to do that for basic training, especially Ranger School when I wasn't. Uh, I, I was the only urban guy in. <laughs> in ranger school it was a it was a little so i had to depend on diversity so i could be successful and that's the military's taught me that hey women can lead too hey and especially i was in the service when we transitioned from don't ask don't tell to the repeal of it and it, you I'll be like, wow, in I during the transition, it was like, wow, I didn't know. Not that that affected your jo job performance at all, because you like you were stuck, like to show that hey, that can't hinder you for doing mm -hmm. the job. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I would tell, hey, it was some people that served under me and above that I was like, wow, like it's really they really making things happen out here. And not that that would uh, take from that, but I know with. Being, I know what that could do if somebody has a different perspective, than mm -hmm. how you live in. So, all right. Well, look, here's one more. And shout out to Miss Janae Wesley. She says, What are your plans to attract and educate those who aren't registered to vote? I think that's really, really important. And right. that goes back to uh, to Larry's point. So, go ahead, man. So, it's a we in a technology age, it's a site called Vote TN. Vote TN, you don't even have to get up off your couch. You can do that thing from your phone. Register to vote on the Vote TN. They get you registered to vote. Or it's the election commission that's in Veteran Plaza. You can go down there to, it's next to the public library. You can go there, register to vote there also. All right. Mm. Um, 
also to tell you your vote counts like it's people in this past election that lost by a few votes so you must sadly mistaken if you think your vote doesn't count like especially in his local elections it's it's really decided like especially in clarksville of like we gotta know you you gotta be up out there hey if they know you hey you good i mean um people who implant inside like if you're in the community you will win if you're really in the community that'll show that hey i'm really in the community i'm for the community if you implant and you win which has been quite a few of those but all those people that have won that are implants they've been part of the community so mm. it's all about hey getting your face out there that they get to know you that they trust you it's all about trust at the end hey yeah. i trust what you stand for you from this area and you made it or because I look so young, it's like, hey, my kid might could take something from you. They may be more responsible and they may be more responsive to you because I look like um, I was telling her, I was like, hey, I used to teach at this. Uh, it's called Genesis Learning Center. And I would meet the kids where they were at. Like I wear Jew sure. Friday was kind of like a free day. You could wear like T-shirt and jeans. And I had Jordans on it. And that Trump. Wow. Hey. Oh, I tell him, yo, I'll. Hey, I bring a new parent here. Y'all ain't seen. Hey, y'all got to get this turned in or whatever. And then they knew I was from the, some of the neighborhoods that they were from. And it was just the thing like I was saying before. Representation matters. Well, Chris, but speaking of reputation, representation matters. You're from those areas, right? Yes. You, you, you know them, but you say that historically they don't go out and vote, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So what can you do to change that really? You know what I mean? Like what what is i mean i hear what you're saying right but you're saying historically we all know you know they don't get out there and vote how how do you talk to them how do you talk to those people in brick city slab city and all those all the other housing projects poster street and all that how do you talk to them and be like hey i need you to get out here and vote well how can you influence them to get out there and do it chris before you ask chris before you answer that question let me add on to that herm okay what's causing people not to vote what do you from, feel is the number one reason that's causing yeah. individuals not to vote what's causing them one was causing them not to vote they don't think they vote matters point blank and simple they don't think it's affecting any local politics that that it has any effect on what's for the future of clarksville like, hey, they go do what they want to do. Nothing's changed over here since I've been living over here. I've been living over here this many years and nothing's changed. I would say that this election is important. Like, it's affordable housing. It was a vote to shut down affordable housing. Like, that affects you. It, hey, and it's in Clarksville. Nobody, no one wants, it's a, it's a catch-22. Hey, they wanna up they they say they wanna upgrade those housing areas, but to upgrade it, you have to displace those constituents that stays there. And it's a past the book. Well, hey, we wanna upgrade it, but uh, I don't want them necessarily open. And it's finding a ingenious way to upgrade like the housing authority. Why doing it in phases? Why you really don't have to displace them? Hey, you can build one. Put a family in there while working on that one then you could do it in phases or you can have an ordinance where they were talking about where it's where they building up uh housing areas in the in the city where you can say hey this percentage this percentage of what you building has to be between between 10 and 15 percent 20 would be great of affordable housing like that's doable because they got to come before city council before it gets approved it's like, it's like a simple fix, but it's like a, a it's one of those, hey, nobody's going to say it. It's one of those things you can't, you can't be afraid to do something because you want to do re-election. Yo, it, it is what it is. You, Hey, I want my action to show. If my action ain't showing, hell, don't, don't re-vote for me. But uh, my, I, politics is an action verb. It's an action verb. It's show and prove. Hey, it's, and it's one of those things, hey, if you really 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 want to change you can go to the council meeting and be an advocate no i don't want that in my neighborhood this is why 
This is why I don't want it in, in my neighborhood. This is the effects I think it'll have on my neighborhood. But people, I, people don't exercise the rights that they have that's afforded to them to say, hey, I can go to this council meeting. No, you're not building that in my backyard. This is a residential area. Don't be trying to build these four family flats that only a single family household can fit on. You can go in and say, oh, no, that's, that's not what we're doing. But you have to be able to know what your abilities are to affect your local community government. I'm saying, I'm saying. Hey, Chris, I want to ask you this, man, because I want to, now that we're talking about this with the vote thing right. and folks saying votes don't count, you know, we, we've heard that over the, maybe the last decade or so, yeah, my vote don't count, so why should I vote? That's a lie. Because if your vote didn't count, why would they come out with this new initiative called Real ID? You know, somebody explain to me what the hell a real idea is versus the idea I have now. Why is it any different? So it matters, and it matters on the grand scheme. That's why they keep trying to redline and re, re, redist redistribute right. where your neighborhoods are so that your vote really gets diluted. And they just did it. Some of these and they just yeah. did it. And they just so, did it in our ward. Border suppression so, is real. Yeah. And so what I want want us to, to wake up for, and that's just minorities across the, 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 the whole platform, is to wake up from my vote don't count or yeah, I voted, but yeah, we still I know what the anything. misconception is though, not to cut you off my, my no go vote. ahead. What I know what the go misconception ahead. comes from. The mix the misconception comes from the electoral college where they say, Hey, where it's pretty much uh um majority takes all. And it's so it's based on hey, based on the votes on the state and whatever the electors, whoever has the most elect vote for them. That's where all the electoral votes go to. And so it gives that, hey, my vote don't count because they're going to give it to whoever has the most electoral votes anyway, which that's not the same in local elections. Local elections is probably an election where your vote does count. It may be some parts are true that when you're talking about presidential elections or that end of that magnitude where it's more citizens. But when we're talking about Four thousand four. What was the number? Four thousand eight hundred ninety-three registered voters. And if you want change, your vote counts. Yeah, like and it really and does. A, and that's important. That's what I want to get out there. But I also want to shift now because we understand your vote does count. If you don't right. think it, it that counts, pay attention to what's happening in your neighborhoods and get away from the the front porch and the backyard politics where we're talking amongst each other. If you want to make change, you got to do what you're doing. Get out and get it, get in that field and start making it, being a voice for your community. That's the only way you're going to get change. You're not going to get it from the backyard. You're not going to get it from sharing memes and, and social media mm -hmm. posts. That's not going to change nothing. Uh, but what I do want to shift now to is the political game. All right. We talked backstage a little bit about it, but yeah. I want you to hit it now in the mainstream. Talk about some, because to me, boy, you risking it when you want to be a politician, man, because they can dig up some dirt on you. So yeah, talk about what? the dirty part of the game when it comes with this. <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold I can't on. even imagine if yeah. I try to run for some office. No, bro, the stuff no. they'll pull up, man. Uh, you know why? Because look, social media has been around a little bit too long for all the stuff that you've been. And I've been a thug on social media for a long time, man. Gonna bring up all, uh, Facebook feelings, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm a run though. Watch this. Yeah. No, no, just run away. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll take a pause for the calls, y'all. We're going to get into that question right then and there, y'all. So if y'all haven't done so already, hit the share button. We appreciate y'all for being on, y'all. But we really, really, really want to give you a special message that you don't want to miss. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the Art of Strategic Thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. All right, all right, everybody. Look, welcome back, welcome back, y'all. We're here with the Lions Den with Seth, and we got Mr. Chris Jones on representing the fourth ward, okay, in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. He's getting ready to talk about the ugly side of politics. And backstage, he said something that was very intriguing to me. He said, Your enemy can be my friend. 
your enemy can be my friend. So we're getting ready to bring this young man back up here in the building. Y'all, y'all give a nice a virtual round of applause. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. You you ready to touch on that? So going back to what uh what uh Larry was talking about was the ugly side of the politics. You want to touch on that real smooth? Uh first things first, I'm wondering for war six. Oh, the war six. six. Yeah, okay. we we the six. Yeah, we the six and Okay, so it's Chris Jones for War, war, six. war yeah. six. Yeah, gotcha. you know. Okay. Yeah. You know when you're doing your social media handles, they they'll give you limited characters. So I asked it six. But oh no, it's uh it's going in. I'm, I'm when I tell you I'm a I'm a normal a hey, I have my thoughts and going into politics, they may bring up things that necessarily that may, but I'm one of those, I'm a transparent person. I've always been transparent. So you can't bring up something that's going to affect me. They'd be like, hey, Chris, you had a DUI. I sure did have a DUI, but I served my repentance for that. But I'm like, Noah, it's a different mission for me. Yeah, I may drink, but it's a different mission for me. And that's kind of the game that you play. But if you get in, if you stand on what's happened to you, there ain't nothing anybody could say that. I'd be like, oh, okay, he already bought that up himself that he had a DUI. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen him drinking anywhere. Uh, uh, the Hermit to tell you it was some good scotch in there, and I was like, No, I'm good, I got these cigars right here. And they were sipping everything, but it's one of those things that when you have a higher purpose to do something, you can't let those. It's it, it was one I read this book by uh, what is it, um, Devon Franklin? He says, A man that can control his impulses can do anything, hmm. and so I knew that was one of my impulses, and now I can control this. Damn, it's That's it's dope. on me, so. Uh, it's one of those things where it's hey, and sometimes that's what I was saying earlier about hey, sometimes even with transgressions that I have, it's somebody that has a common goal that's greater than my transgression, and that's where that phrase I was um, talking with self earlier is that hey, even with my transgressions, it may be hey, some people that think I should be the guy that's in the seat. I can't help that. I just say, hey, and I, it's one thing we was talking about. It's two certainties in life. It's our time to take over the family reunion, and it's our time to get into local <laughs> politics. It's one, it's one of those things, and that's and that's not taking anything against my opponent. It's nothing. She's done great things. The family's done great things, but it's time to pass the torch. And fortunately, I'm that guy. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's funny you said that also to your point too, Larry. Um, so I've just been elected, or no, but it, it's not even elected, volunteered. To put on our next family reunion as well in two years you know what i'm saying so now it's never thought like i asked and you know what that's the thing though when you ask like who are the makers of this thing like we've been doing boo 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 and then when they said when you ask I'm like well just volunteer I'm like wait a minute this whole time we could have been at the strip club no i'm joking but, but you know but at the same time you don't you want to make sure that you have a hold of tradition you understand yep. but you still have a grasp of current concepts, marrying them together to move them in the forward direction so that it would be easier to pass the torch because what you don't want to do is wait too long. And then and then your arm is heavy now. You can barely lift it to pass it on. You dig what I'm saying? So but no, I just want to touch on that real smooth. Go ahead, Herm. I saw you was thinking. Now look, I hopefully you were thinking something stupid. You were thinking something about his vices. You were talking about Scott. You was probably thinking about some ribs. I know. I was thinking about trying to give up rice. That's what I was thinking. I knew it. But but he did touch on something that I do want to talk about, man. Because he is taking on an incumbent that's been in there for a while. Uh, somebody he's quite familiar with. You know what I mean? He grew up with the family. They, they family friends. And, you know what I'm saying? When he first announced that he was running for office, the daughter, who was a friend of mine, came at his throat. And I know she's a friend of him, too. And I just wanted to know what he felt about that. And um, I, full disclosure, I, I love the way he responded because he showed much respect to the person that's in the seat right now. You know what I'm saying? But that, like you said, it comes a time that when, you know what I'm saying, somebody's older, um, they should move more into an advisory role. You know what I mean? And 
pass the torch on to somebody's younger and make sure they stay in an advisory role to that person. At least that's how I feel. I might be wrong. I'm not wrong often, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes. No. But uh, Chris, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> no. I ain't wrong, man. No, Come hold on. on. Hold on. Did, did I lie? A many a time. Okay. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh, but no, no, man. I've I've known Candy a long time, man. Good friend, good friend. But it, it's one of those things. One is, and I would never ever disrespect a woman, whether it's we agree to disagree. It's a I never disrespect. So people can come at my neck or do what's one, or they could tell me this is how they feel, but you not go hear that from me because I have the utmost respect, especially black women. I have the utmost respect. So you will never get that from me. Never. Um, and it's not about what she haven't done. It's about what I'm going to do. Boom. It's, 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 that's yeah. it on the head of like, hey, these are my these are my points. These are my objectives. This is what I feel that I need to do in the neighborhood to make Clarksville successful. Because that's, I think, the misconception. They be like, hey, you need to represent your war. But Essentially, it's you representing your award for the greater good of Clarksville. So it's, but what's crazy is happening. Half of the things they're trying to get rid of happen to be in my ward. It was brought up that it's a golf course, uh, Mason Rudolph golf course that they wanted to sell and take down. That's in my ward. Roxy Theater that they didn't want to revamp is in my ward. Swimming pools that's been dilapidated or not thought about has been in my ward. It's like everything that they that's going bad, the revitalization that, hey, that some people feel gentrification is coming in and it's happening in my ward. So it's these things that you have to be if if you don't know how to handle big Walmart coming, you might get ran over. And I've done it in that circle before, so I know how to articulate like, hey, this could be the effect if you do A, B and C. If you haven't lived it, yeah, you can say, hey, I lived in Clarksville all my life. But sometimes it takes some outside ideas to come in Damn, to, make, to make, hey, what you got? Hey, this cake may be good, but hey, you better uh, let me add some frosting on it to make sure right. they can't bleed it. And sometimes you need uh, outside objective, unbiased ideas to be put into motion. Perfect. Her. No, sometimes I mean that's great. That's great, you know, because you're always gonna have those individuals that you know, with you being so young and you coming into the game and you know your experience, you know, that's also uh, an, an identifier, you know, against you because you know how well versed your um, portfolio is. And Hold so, on, Nate. He's really 53 years old, man. He ain't that young, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he really yeah, about man. 53. I'm 41, man. I'm 41. I'm crazy. I tell, I tell people I have a 20 year old, man. It's about to be 20. Yeah, I have a whole 20 year old, man. So, we'll go ahead, my man. bad, man. No, no, you good, brother. You have to tell my secret, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was going to just sit up there and just say, you know, uh, sometimes it, it be that way, right? Because, you know, how well vested you are. And uh, sometimes people may look at that as a threat, but I like your I like your bounce back to that. You know, that's that's vitally important. Um, my question is, is that, you know, um, with your experience um, serving alongside uh, President Obama, how do you still stay in contact with them and how much of an influence, you know, or what have you, what are some of the takeaways that you've taken away from that to help, you know, uh, further push you along? Uh, um, if contact, if like I text them every day, no, but uh, I, I do have correspondents like they send a Christmas card. Um, when um, the first lady was doing the becoming, I got an invitation to the becoming so that, like, if they have anything going on that's in your local area, they let all the staffers know, like, hey, this is what's going on in your area. Um, let us know if you want to RSVP before we make it mainstream. Um, but I just I've I've been fortunate enough to be in a places where I, people of affluence can influence me. Uh, but but when it came to like the local elections, I did reach out, and then uh, it was a simple response. You know what to do. Like I was looking for some. Real like, hey, disco, hey, you need to do A, B, and C. 
and it was quite simple. It was like, hey, you know what to do. And it was like, okay. So I guess um, for the response, I guess I did know what to do because the response has been overwhelmingly positive. But it's I've always been in a situation where people, like I was a general's aide, and that was just from being in the right place at the right time and asking the right questions. And that's what it is with being around people that can influence you, is asking the right questions. Like mm-hmm. when General Smith was a fullback, I was like, hey, sir, we both were members of Kappa Alpha Psi and we were all um, was together at a hell and farewell. I was like, hey, sir, if you ever become a general, let me be your aide. And he's like, man, I ain't gonna pick me. But when he did, he remembered. He was like, hey, come with me. Let me teach you about the big picture of things. Did y'all twirl the canes together after you after he made you the aide? Did he? Did y'all uh, no, he old school. He just like, <laughs> I pay dues. I throw the yo. Okay. Y'all so damn. I'm just trying to make sure that I want to know if they shimmy together, man. Hey, I don't know. Hey, you, know that. You, hey, you know how they got to get pretty. <laughs> maybe at the clay. Maybe at the clay. Maybe at the conclave. I can get a video. Yeah, get a video at the conclave. But it's it's. I've always been that fortunate where it's. And then uh, I work for a nonprofit where I lobby for. Them. Uh, it's Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, and. That's what's up. Well, yeah, I, it's a it's a few I, for Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation where they give uh, scholarships to dependents of Marines and Navy Corps men. Mm. And a lot, but in this office where it stays in Alexandria, so it was different floors. On the seventh floor was Colin Powell's office. Mm. Wow! So every day I would see Colin Powell get on the elevator and like. He'd be like, hey, how you doing, young ranger? What's going on? Man, hey, it's got to be cool right there, man. Yeah, like it was cool. And so one day I was coming down. He was like, hey, where you going? Where, where you going for lunch? I was like, hey, I go to this sandwich shop that's down the street. He's like, you want to ride? I was like, yeah. So like wow. <laughs> he had it. And that was my first time riding in a Tesla. But we talked about politics. I was like, sir, I, in long down the road, I'm thinking like 50 or sometime. Now I may want to do politics. And like. He gave me some tidbits about, hey, just uh, your inner circle, like your representation of the five people that's in your inner circle. Hold and on. He was Wait. like, he was Wait like, now nah, look. He was like, again. yo. What, how, how many people? You say, what? What is that? five people. <clears throat> Financially, spiritually, education. Usually, your top five people you hang around influence that. So I was like, wow, the people. So I thought about who my five was then. And I was like, oh, dang. Do I want to <laughs> Right. <laughs> you started yeah. at about two. He's like, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Started, like, hey, yo, like, yo, it's like, like my bad hand. I got like yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> and that was my circle. And like my circle in Clarksville has always been solid. But that, then I was living in DC. I was like, whoa, okay. Let me let me see what moves that I can make differently of like of that. And then I changed my crowd. And once my child, my uh, crowd changed, like things just started happening. Like, see, it was like I was getting an interview. I came off the fellowship. So once you come off the fellowship, you usually have jobs, just people, headhunters coming at you. Hey, you want to. So like I had a I had a job offer from TV one, one for BET. And if anybody knows me, they know I have a wonderful co-parenting situation. So when when my kid's mom was like, hey, I need you to move back to Clarksville, they was like, okay, well, I'd rather turn down the money for this or be an influence on my kids. I chose being an influence on my kids. Well, at the same time, accomplishing my goals, working in the community. So like, it was like two birds. So like, we was taking the kids, like, I was like, okay, kids, you going on this journey with me. Hey, we're going to Manor Cafe to... To the suitcases, so we're going to this program they do at Christmas time where we serve in this community. This is before I even thought about running for council, it's just the paying it forward, making my kids realize how fortunate you are. Seeing Man. the communities that hey, this is where I grew up. You can't be afraid to go to the community where your own people, you can't be afraid. During COVID, it was no rims in Clarksville. My daughter, my daughter hoops. So we took her and she wasn't no girls out there, but she had to play boys and but. She still had fun and it was still in the community and to walk around and had a community that you from embrace your kids, man. I could ask for nothing better than that. 
That's dope. Go ahead, Big Larry. I know you got one last question, man, before we go into that, uh, to the corner. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Before we go into the corner, man, I just want to ask this, and I like to speak things into existence. So I want to say when you get elected, what do you plan to do as a city councilman? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What is your vision? Paint that picture for us. It's a, it may sound cliche, but a better war six, like it's been, it's been overlooked for so long, except if you're in the right part of downtown, like if they, this booming, but it's more of the surrounding communities looking into, looking into the finances. Like I said earlier, see what's earmarked with for us. See if we could do the small things, the small things like, Hey, it's trees around war six that need to be cut down. That's falling on these people's houses and they may not or may not they may not or may have the insurance to get that recovery but that's besides the point if it's anything that the city could do to better that community why not it's but to be that representative it's having those talks with whoever that is it's like hey these trees need to get them down hey they need speed bumps in this area because people be flying down this street and it's not even a highway like my street, I live on Main Street, Clarksville. You would swear it's Wilma Rudolph, the main drag through Clarksville. Tiny town, all that same. Tiny town, it's right. It's, it's, and so it's one of those things with infrastructure of like, hey, I live it. I live it. I see it. This is, this is the voice. This is what they want heard. This is what they want you to do as other wards to make a better Clarksville. If nope. this is where everybody's going to end up coming, mm-hmm. y'all don't want to look like a I saw because this is what they say. They'll be like, hey, I went to Clarksville, but when I parked my car over here, somebody was looking in my car or something, but that comes from not embracing the community uh-huh. that gives so much to the city. Right. That's that's one of those things. If, if I heard somebody say that's like, hey, um, that it's a rough neighborhood and it looks bad, but how can you expect a community to respect the community if you don't respect it? True. If all you're doing is putting lipstick on a pig, you can't expect the community to respect it if you don't. I promise you, you put them something new there. They go want to show it off, so they go keep it up to show it off. I'm going to tell you this. Working in Parks and Rec, real quick, working in Parks and Rec, the parks that's near the projects and stuff like that are the most well-kept ones. You know what I'm saying? You would think that it wouldn't be, but those, those folks, it's like, you know, they take care of their stuff a little bit more than the rest of the people in the city. I, I'm just uh, being keeping it real. Like what you just said, you give them something to be proud of, they'll be proud of it. That's dope. Hey, well, listen, Chris, man, we got a little section going on, right? It's called the Black Collar Corner. All right, now, it, then there's a section in the book, right, that talks about affirmation. And it's stated, you are dope. Now, this past weekend, I was with a group of brothers and we had a section or that as we closed out, we gave each other levels of or different types of affirmation. So what I want to ask you is how important is self-affirmation along your journey? You got one minute. Self-affirmation. It's it. I do it every morning. It's a it's part of my meditation of saying, hey, (laughs) bro, you can do this. Like it's you've been through some of the hardest things in your life. You fell in a pile of crap and come up smelling like roses. And that's because you believed in yourself when others didn't, when others let you down, just letting you know that, Hey, you can do this. You really can. And that I may not know it, but it's somebody who wants me to get there more than I do and find those people and put them in your circle. Mm. Appreciate that. That's solid. Big Nate, man, find a word, bro. No, I just appreciate you. Uh, thanks for uh, what you've done and uh, what you continue to do. And uh, many blessings to you, brother, on your journey. Uh, it's, it's not a matter if, it's, it's when. And, and that time is now. So um, I appreciate you. And um, from 1906, you know, <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Right on, right on. Yeah. Hey, go ahead, Big Larry. What you got, man? Hey, Brother Chris, I want to say I appreciate you coming on to the show. Time is one of those things that is invaluable. I don't care how much money you've got. You can never buy back your time. So thank you for spending that hour and a half with us. And I hope as you go through your journey, your political journey, that you reach back and be like, yo, I was on the lines then with Seth with them boys. 
back in my early days. So when we do your documentary, as you become president, boom, we'd be like, yeah, we home. Y'all wasn't hip. We hip. Right on, right? Oh, go ahead. Hey, first thing I want to do is say thank you for coming on the show, Chris. Um, and what I want, what I really want to pass on to you, man, is win, lose, or draw. I hope you go back into the community and show those kids that you ain't got to be what you see outside your doors. Look how far I've came, you know what I'm saying, without taking the route that a lot of you have taken. Win, lose, or draw, man, I think that, you know what I'm saying, that you are a walking epitome of what needs to go back in those two communities and show them, like, look, we ain't got to do, do this. There's other ways out. You know what I'm saying? And if they see a person like you that's cool, hip, that's from there, you know what I'm saying, running from office, achieve what you've been able to achieve, I think you can truly, truly make a difference. Right on, right on. All right, Chris, man, listen. So I'm in with this, brother, from a brother from Detroit. That's somewhere else. Yeah, what up, though? No, so (laughs) coming from the crib, going somewhere else and making change, I, too, have done that. You understand? Ran for office over here in Belleville, Illinois. So I understand that, and I appreciate you. And if anybody wants to know what this young man is going to do, if he does not win, that's not the energy we talking. You dig? Now, what I highly encourage is that we have a part two on whatever happens. Right on? What you think about oh, that? Yeah. You that? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm here regardless. Cool. It's for the culture, bro. I'm here. Always for the culture. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all time. This has been The Lion's Den. This is what we do. Y'all have a good one. He's from Clarksville. All right. Chris, don't go nowhere. But we holler at everyone. We see y'all later. Don't get left behind. Stay updated. Make sure to give a thumbs up and catch more on the Lions Pride Network.